Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald with great news to share with our valued 24-7 sports VIP members. As a way of saying thank you, a subscription to a CBS all-access commercial-free plan is now included with your 24-7 sports VIP membership at no additional cost. Watch all of your favorite shows on demand along with exclusive access to GoPowerCat's award-winning and one-of-a-kind coverage of Kansas State sports. Stream more than 10,000 episodes all access originals and live TV, including NFL on CBS games. Enjoy the CBS all access commercial free plan, a $99 and 99 cent annual value for the lifetime of your 24-7 Sports VIP membership. It's an incredible added value for our subscribers, and it's time you probably take advantage of this deal and become a GoPowerCat member. And remember to subscribe to the PowerCat Podcast at your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here is your PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Postgame Podcast, presented by Caddyshack Golf. And it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast, sponsored by Caddyshack Golf, Kansas State. Comes into Austin, Texas today, falls to the Texas Longhorns 27 to 24 at Darrow K. Royale Memorial Stadium from gopowercat.com. I'm Riley Gates. Tim Fitzgerald obviously out in uh, Las Vegas today covering the uh, the basketball team who got a nice win over UNLV today. Um, so I am here in Austin with D. Scott Fritchin and Zach Carlson. Uh, Brian Hanley, our our usual co-host on the Powercat Postgame podcast, had a bit of a scheduling issue, um, and so it's just going to be me today walking you through this uh, this tough loss today. But uh, yeah, we'll get through it. We'll hear a little bit from uh, from Wyatt Thompson during the game. As usual, we do thank the Learfield IMG Kansas State Sports network uh, for providing us highlights featuring Wyatt Thompson throughout the show Stan Weber and him do a great job of calling the game we are sponsored by Caddyshack Golfer that's Caddy with two T's visit CaddyshackGolf.com for all of your officially licensed golfing Willie apparel accessories and more use code GPC for free shipping on your next order and later in the show in the second part of the Paracat postgame podcast we'll go ahead and pick a question of the week and the winner will get a gift certificate to Caddyshack Golf and get decked out in some awesome K-State golf apparel we've got some um, as a staff and I gotta tell you it's a uh, pretty nice apparel uh, before I get going here just want to plug 
the fact that we were doing a, a special until Tuesday night. Uh, right now, limited time only. You can get two months of coverage at GoPowerCat.com for just $1. So, you know, that'll take you through the remainder of football season. Um, you know, the bowl game, kind of depending on what when they're, uh, when they're playing in that bowl, but it should take you through it. And then, uh, obviously, basketball. So, you know, if you're a listener to this podcast and uh, not a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com, you'll want to jump in on that deal and, uh, and definitely want to take advantage of that. So, yeah, K-State... Falls to Texas today, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, you know, early on, you're, you're a little bit, you're uneasy. You don't really know kind of what what to expect from this game. You're feeling good about K State, a three-game winning streak. Uh, but the Wildcats, you know, facing a tough Texas team, coming off of a bye, didn't know how motivated Texas would be. Um, and K State just punched Texas right in the mouth. You know, uh, third play of the game, Malik Knowles gets a seventy-yard pass from Skylar Thompson. I got to tell you, it was a rather impressive play. Um, you know, Malik Knowles lined up in the backfield, something we hadn't seen. Um, and, you know, <laughs> all of us in the in the press box, we kind of picked up on it right away. It didn't seem like Texas realized it. Um, but, you know, obviously dips out, gets wide open. And, uh, you know, I can sit here and describe this play for you, but why don't I let Wyatt Thompson um, explain to you just what happened on this 70-yard touchdown pass from Skylar Thompson to Malik Knowles. Malik Knowles now lines up in the backfield. Thompson is back to throw. Good protection. Slings it for Knowles. He's wide open at the 40. Right at the numbers. Good juke at the midfield stripe. He's at the 40. He may score. He's at the 30. To the 20. 10. 5. Wildcat touchdown for Malik Knowles from Skyler Thompson. And it's 6-0 Kansas State. So, yeah, K-State takes a 7-0 lead after that. And then, you know, shortly after that, Skyler Thompson hits Wyking Gill on a very impressive grab um, in the in the corner of the end zone. Uh, bar- barely any room left, honestly, right there. And uh, um, very impressive by Wyking to, to hold on to that pass. I thought, you know, it was a little bit juggling. Um, the review obviously made it very clear that he caught that ball, but there were, there were some questions. But just like that, K-State's up 14 to nothing, And, man, you're feeling good, you know, uh, a defense came out firing right away they they were shutting down everything that Texas could possibly throw at them and and you know you're, you got it like I said you're, you're feeling good it's 14 nothing um, but then the offense kind of stalled a little bit you know and and one of the reasons was the running game it just was not there today for K-State um, three games in a row where where uh, K-State had been incredibly effective running the football um, you know obviously a huge game against Oklahoma very dominant game against KU but K-State comes into this game shorthanded once again James Gilbert didn't make the trip to to Austin from Manhattan um, so K-State's already down one guy there Jordan Brown was eligible or, or was active to play in this game but um, he he was very ineffective K-State as a whole just could not get the running game going 26 carries 51 yards um, you know probably the worst rushing performance we've seen out of this squad all season and um, you know Skylar Thompson had been very effective running the quarterback run uh, but he, but even he struggled you know seven runs for a net of 11 yards or net of zero yards he had 11 yards obviously sacks kind of changed the situation there but uh the running game just wasn't there for anybody today Tyler Burns led the charge which was somebody we really didn't expect I was a little shocked we didn't see more Harry Trotter in the running game um he got four carries for for a net of 21 yards a average of 5.2 yards a carry I kind of thought we might see Harry a little bit more utilized but you know he only got those four and then um K-State honestly kind of uh kind of abandoned the run it just was not there um 
And because of that, the K-State offense struggled. Meanwhile, here comes Texas, you know. Uh, touchdown, touchdown. They're, they go 24 unanswered points after K-State jumps up uh, 14 to nothing. Obviously, the only uh, only score in the first half was the flea flicker pass uh, from Sam Ellinger to Colin Johnson. Rather impressive play right there. You know, you got, uh, I think it was Jonathan Alexander, Jerome McPherson got caught looking in the backfield. Um, but, you know, it, it was a pretty obvious passing situation. You could kind of see a lot of those guys blocking but uh, you know that's what happens when you kind of lose your lose your focus there. You, you kind of cheat a little bit. You look into the backfield, like I said, and you're not you're not really paying attention to those keys. So K State goes into the half, fourteen to seven, and honestly, still feeling pretty good. I think. Um, I thought I thought K State played well in the first half, and I thought they had a lot of room for improvement. And um, I, I thought that K State had been a good team all season in terms of going into that halftime break making those necessary uh, adjustments I, I really thought that they could uh, they could get after them in the second half after realizing what they were doing Texas was just blitzing like crazy and you know that's kind of what uh, what coach Kleiman said in the postgame press conference um, you know it, it was a uh, obviously a concern all day the fact they couldn't get it going and um, coach Kleiman says you know hear it from his own words right here coach Kleiman talks about the fact that they just could not get anything going um, because of the the blitzing that, that Texas was bringing at them they blitzed us unbelievably in the in the second quarter on, especially in the run game. They they were not going to sit there uh, and allow Skyler time to throw it or for us to rush the football. And when we rushed the football as well as we did last week, um, we anticipated pressure. But uh, I thought they they did a really good job of of saying you're not going to run the football because we're going to overload the box all day long. So yeah, you know the the 24 to 14 lead. Obviously, um, that's that's kind of what makes you feel not great you know you're uh you're you're down on yourself it's it's 24 unanswered points like I said earlier and and honestly at that point I'm kind of even starting to think man this is this is probably over um K-State doesn't have much of a chance and and that's because right before that you know special teams had not been a major part of this game then Devin Ankle punts and boom Texas takes it all the way deep into K-State territory to set up that uh that 24 uh, to 14 lead and and you're kind of thinking like well this this is it's probably not going to go well here and then you're thinking all right probably over and and then special teams comes in clutch for k-state now rather impressive you know it's kind of the same situation against mississippi state where k-state really needed some sort of spark and they got it in the return game um, with malik Knowles down at mississippi state this time though it was josh youngblood and um, a, a rather impressive run by Josh Youngblood here. I'll let Wyatt Thompson tell it for you, but 98 yards to the house. Josh Youngblood keeps K-State's hopes alive, cuts it to a three-point game. Very impressive play uh, by the true freshman out of Florida. Same here in the fourth quarter. Here's the kick, and it's going to be Youngblood to the 10, 15, 20. He's got a crease. He's at the 30. He is at the 40. Youngblood far side, down the sideline, 40 to the 30. He will make a house call, 10-5, Wildcat touchdown for Joshua Youngblood. Oh, my goodness, how big is that? It's 24-20, to 20, Texas, with 12.03 to go. After that kick return for a touchdown, that gives you the new life, right? You're, you're within three points. Um, you're, you're feeling good once again. I've I got to say, it, it, it definitely changed the way that I was looking at the game. Um, I thought that K-State had um, enough of a spark, and maybe it had kind of uh, 
kick Texas right in the stomach, honestly. Uh, I really thought that might be the one uh, where they got it going again, and then K-State stalls, unfortunately. And that's that's the one that really hurts you is the fact that K-State's moving so effectively. They've got a chance. They they had that pass to Dalton Schoen in the end zone and um, couldn't come up with a touchdown catch, unfortunately. You, you wanted to be upset because Dalton had it in his hands, you know. Um, you wanted him to, to come out with that grab, obviously, but – very tough, I, I think, to be upset at Dalton Schoen over a play like that or, or to really criticize him too much. I, I really thought he did about just everything he could, and, and that was just a, a great play by the Texas secondary. And, you know, like we mentioned all week, Texas had its secondary, a lot of it back and from all those injuries, and I, I thought that Texas played very well against the pass. You know, Skylar Thompson did set a, uh, a new career high in passing yardage at 253 yards. So while, the, while he had success, this wasn't anything like what KU had done uh to texas or you know what tcu had done to texas they were they were a better team against the past today believe it or not and um even though skyler had it had an effective game the secondary made some clutch plays and that that was what happened on that one uh to dalton shown that could have given k-state the lead but instead blake lynch comes in and you know i think maybe doesn't get the credit he deserves on a pretty impressive field goal right there 45 yards that's not an easy kick especially with so much pressure on the line and and blake just nails it right down the middle tie game up and and honestly anything can happen but uh uh, just just a very tough drive for K-State to then ensue, you know, 13 plays, 67 yards and six minutes and 45 seconds. And um, Texas goes down the field and then kicks the game winning field goal from from Cameron Dicker, who, you know, honestly, once Texas got it across the 40, starting to think that it's probably probably a sure thing. I mean, Cameron Dickers has one of the best legs in in the Big 12 right now. Um, he's he's incredibly effective from long distances. And so um, to think that he was going to miss anything, you know, uh, high 30 low 40 yard kick was probably not gonna happen um, and so you got to think that chances are dwindling and you know this is kind of where the controversy started up a little bit um, you know a lot of people said K-State should let them sc- let Texas score get the ball back with some time in my opinion it's it's one of those things where I understand the math behind it I understand you got to uh you got to think about the fact that you want more time on the clock. You want to go down and have your chance to score. However, I just don't know if I was necessarily comfortable with with letting Texas score. Um, yeah, like I said, Cameron Dicker's probably not going to miss a field goal, but you just never know what's going to happen in a situation like that. I mean, your one must snap, your one uh, interception, fumble, whatever the situation is, um, blocked field goal. I mean, you know, we don't ever think about things like that. We don't think about the fact that um, blocked field goals can happen in football, but but they do, um, honestly, more often than not. And so, um, you know, I, th- I think that K-State did the right thing. That's what I'm trying to get at there. I think K-State made the right call by playing it out, trying to get to stop Chris Klein and said after the game we let them play we wanted them to go for the strip um on any play like that and and unfortunately just doesn't go your way and so look at you know like I said I, I understand the the thought process behind letting them score but I I was okay with them um playing it out and and then uh, you know just taking their chances unfortunately they don't get the stop Texas hits the field goal gets the win and uh and gets out uh 
not letting K-State extend that win streak to four. Unfortunately, it, it dashes K-State's uh, Big 12 championship hopes probably. Three losses now in, in conference play, and, and you're thinking that there's not that much of a chance probably. You know, you'd need some <laughs> some massive chaos over the next three weeks, and, and that's just probably not going to happen. And so, um, you know, hey, it's it was a close game. Um, it was back and forth, and, and honestly one that K-State could have won. I, the mood in the postgame press conference kind of felt like the players thought, you know, maybe we let that one get away from us, not necessarily Texas beat us, but, you know, we beat ourselves. Um, but that's the sport. And so, you know, that's just kind of the way that it all falls. So, Anyways, that's just kind of a, a quick rundown um, of this game and, and kind of my initial thoughts. Um, you know, obviously, we'll we'll get into much deeper talk um, throughout the week on, on a lot of podcasts coming up here at GoPowerCat.com. Um, but that's it for the first half of the PowerCat postgame podcast. We'll be back on the PowerCat postgame co- podcast sponsored by Caddyshack Golf uh, with some more discussion about the game. And I'll take some of your questions from Wabash Station, and we'll see who comes out of here with that gift card to Caddyshack Golf. Stay locked in. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. Welcome back to the PowerCap postgame podcast sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. Once again, Kansas State here today in Austin, Texas. Falls to the Texas Longhorns. 27 to 24. K State's now six and three on the year and three and three in Big 12 play. My name is Riley Gates. I'm filling in for Tim Fitzgerald today. He's out in Las Vegas. Um, covered a, a very nice win for the basketball team over UNLV. And I'm down here, like I said earlier, with Zach Carlson and D. Scott Fritchen. We had all of your coverage of K-State's battle here with Texas. We'll continue to have coverage throughout the weekend um, as the Wildcats continue on their season. Only three games left. Brian Hanley, unfortunately, could not make it today. A little bit of a uh, scheduling conflict here, Um, but that's okay. I'm going to take you through this second half here, and uh, we'll keep diving into this loss, talk about what went wrong, and uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, obviously a very tough loss, but we'll we'll get into a little bit deeper here. Uh, 4K Staters by K Staters. Jackets, hats, polos, t-shirts, golf accessories. Caddyshack Golfwear, that's caddy with two T's. Visit caddyshackgolf.com, and you can use code GPC for free shipping on your next order. And be listening here uh, very soon as we'll have a, a question of the week from one of our subscribers at Wabash Station on GoPowerCat.com and that person is going to get a gift certificate to Caddyshack Golf. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking, hey, I wanted to ask a question. I, I have some thoughts. I would like to get them answered. 
that's okay. You know, right now through Tuesday, we're going to give you two entire months at gopowercat.com for just $1. And that's a great deal. Obviously, you know, um, you can do the math 50 cents a month. Um, you know, just basically pennies a day. I mean, it's, it's a great deal right now. You can be, um, have full access to the site, all of our VIP coverage, our amazing message boards. The, uh, 24 seven sports staff has done an amazing job with these, uh, these new boards that got rolled out this year and, um, we're enjoying it. It's a great community over here at go Paracat and some fun discussions. So, that deal is good through Tuesday night. So get over to gopowercat.com right now. Take advantage of that offer. Again, it's two months for just $1. That's going to get you the rest of football season, take you into the Big 12 basketball season. Uh, it's a great deal that you cannot pass up. So we're just going to dive into your podcast questions here. We talked a lot about the game, um, peppered in some highlights there in the first half. I'm just going to read off some of these questions and, and we'll get out of here. Unfortunately, a, a tough loss for K-State, but... We're going to go ahead and answer your questions, see what you think. So our first question here comes from Exhausted Nihilist. He asks, what are some of the positives that the players and staff can take away from this performance despite the loss? Well, I think, you know, first off, you have to look at Skylar Thompson. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Hey, that career high in passing yards. That's that's a very impressive um, day. I don't care what the, um, what the outcome is. When you have a, a day like he had, you know, 253 yards, two touchdowns, and he was effective, you know, 17 to 27. I didn't think he made any bad throws all day. Um, you know, obviously no interceptions that's always a positive um, and I thought the passing game was was very effective you know I can I can point to Malik Knowles we talked about that 70 yard touchdown grab earlier I thought Wyking Gill was very impressive and even Phillip Brooks although he only had two catches you know nine and a half yards I think or or excuse me not nine and a half that'd be 12 and a half yards um, per catch very good but I, I think Dalton Schoen is is the biggest takeaway here in the passing game I mean We've just come so accustomed now to seeing Dalton Schoen make these big-time clutch catches. Um, he did it on two-third downs early in the first quarter, got those uh, got those grabs and, and kept those scoring drives alive. I thought Dalton was very impressive. And, you know, a lot of people are going to want to point to, like I said earlier, his, his drop in the end zone. Um, you know, you can call it a drop. Honestly, I, I thought it was just a great play by the Texas defender. But... Uh, you know, I, I think Dalton w was very effective, and, and he showed that even though he might not be making the explosive plays, he might not be um, that that guy that's going to beat you on the deep route all the time. Um, he's always going to be consistent. He's always going to be there for you. I was impressed with Dalton Schoen in the passing game today. Um, also, you know, I, look, his, his stats don't necessarily back it up. Um, Wyatt Hubert only had three tackles, one sack. I thought Wyatt had a great game again. Um, I thought he was making making plays. I thought he was getting pressure. It just was one of those situations where every time he seemed to be getting a sack or, or a, a tackle deep in the backfield, um, you know, they'd get rid of the ball quick or, or go the other way, whatever the situation was. Numbers don't always tell the story. I thought Wyatt was very impressive. And so, you know, um, continued growth by him um as a as a young guy on that defensive line um i, th I think that's very promising so th those are kind of some of the the quick takeaways also blake lynch i i want to give another shout out to him um only one field goal i know it's it's just one but 
I, I thought it was a very clutch field goal, and, and it shows you that you have a, uh, a very consistent field goal kicker in Blake Lynch. Exhausted Nihilus goes again. How did Kevion McGee fare overall in A.J. Parker's absence? You know, that was obviously one of the biggest storylines of this game, and the fact that A.J. Parker was going to miss this. Um, you know, sounds like he had some ankle surgery, and, and he's going to miss a lot of the foreseeable future here. Might even be out the rest of the year. You know, obviously not sure on that yet, but uh, um, we'll continue to monitor that situation. I thought that that Kavion McGee played pretty well. Um, early on, Texas did like to pick on him. Um, you know, he, he gave him some cushions, and, and Texas took advantage of that. But, you know, I, I did not think that he got burnt. I did not think that they said, hey, we'll go after the backup today. I was more concerned about them going after Walter Neal all day just because I thought he struggled a little bit at KU. Um, but even Walter, you know, he played very well, I thought. Obviously comes up with that very nice interception on the goal line on Sam Ellinger. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that, that Kavion played well. Um, Sam Ellinger just he, – he is one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12. He's one of the most talented in the country. Um, and that's why he was 22 for 29 today for 263 and a touchdown. I mean – he makes plays and he has receivers. Um, even with AJ Parker, K State was going to be in a very tough situation uh, guarding Devin Duvernay. I mean, he he just has that that it factor about him that makes him tough to guard. And you know, he catches nine passes for 110 yards. And it's not going to be easy to defend no matter who you got out there, even if K State was healthy. So, you know, we'll go back. We'll we'll watch the game again, kind of maybe analyze Kavion's play a little bit deeper. But uh, I really did think that. Uh, that he played fine considering the situation, considering the fact that he was just kind of thrust into that, that role so late in the week. KM Wildcat asks with Texas pressuring the middle and shutting down the run, why didn't we run to the outside more like Skyler or on jet sweeps? You know, first off, Skyler did take off a lot um, to the outside on some runs and, and Texas is just there. They they got athletes that um, they can get to the corner just as quickly as Skyler can and and they can make some plays happen. They did a very good job. I thought of, of both, you know, containing, containing the middle, didn't let him go on, on those jet powers up the middle. And then obviously uh, kept him from, from getting to the corner and and cutting up field. As far as jet sweeps, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't want to try to question Courtney Messingham too much because it kind of feels like every time we criticize him a little bit, he, uh, you know, pulls something out of his pocket and, and he has another trick up his sleeve. But I, I didn't, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't there um, in terms of what he saw on film. You know, jet sweeps, they're nice if they if they convert, you know, obviously like uh, like Josh Youngbloods did against, uh, against Oklahoma a couple weeks back, but um, it, it's a very tough situation to to run a play like that and and always guarantee um success on it you could um suffer a big loss and i thought texas was doing a really good job of getting into the backfield um blowing up plays and so i didn't have a major problem with them not running that many jet sweeps i didn't think uh i I didn't think that was the answer i guess what i'm trying to say i personally would have liked to see more play action that's what i was hoping to see out of courtney messingham but uh it was not there fervent purple asks we can't run on an odd front. Change my mind. Okay, so he didn't necessarily ask anything. He just made a statement. <laughs> but uh, no, I you're not wrong. And, and we were talking about this on the car, on the walk back to the car um, from the stadium. It, they have had so much struggle facing this three man front all the time. Um, it, it's something that clearly defenses know how to scheme against this this offensive line. And through nine games, Connor Riley has not found a a blocking scheme that's going to work against a three-man front. Um, and, and he does not 
have an answer for it right now. Um, and, you know, I think you got to start questioning, will you ever have an answer for it? I, you know, the first few games in Big 12 play, fine. You were figuring yourself out. Um, but we know this offensive line can block. We've seen them do it for the last three weeks. We've seen them be very effective in their blocking schemes. And then they face a front like uh, Texas put out there today. And, you know, they go for uh, a mere 51 yards. So, you know, I, I, I can't change your mind, um, unfortunately. Um, I, I wish I could. I wish I had a reason why the why they uh, you know what they should do to beat this three-man front but that I don't have I don't have an answer um, because I'm to the point where if I'm an opposing team and I come out in anything but a three-man front I'm asking to lose that's a good way to let K-State beat you Um, and so yeah I would expect the next three teams to come out in this type of front it doesn't make any sense um, for anybody to come at this until K-State shows that it can that it can actually come out um, and and beat a three man front. Texas Cat ninety three is going to uh, wrap up the the second half of the Power Cat post game podcast. And congratulations to Texas Cat ninety three, who is the winner of the CaddyshackGolf.com gift card. Texas Cat ninety three, go ahead and check your inbox either um, late tonight, early tomorrow, something like that. We'll get with you and uh, and give you more information on on how to get that gift card. So congratulations to Texas Cat ninety three, who picked our question of the week. And Texas Cat ninety three, did Texas just want it more we couldn't hold them at the end on third and long um you know I I disagree with the with the thought that Texas wanted it more um I thought they made plays you know I I didn't think K-State lacked effort in this game I thought K-State obviously you know delivering that punch right out of the gate 14 to nothing um keeping Texas to just seven points in the first half I thought it was very impressive I thought I thought it was a heck of an effort um by this K-State team and and I didn't think they got wrapped up in the number 16 uh college football playoff ranking I didn't think that they got caught up in the three-game winning streak anything like that I really thought that they came out focused. I thought that they gave it their gave it their top effort. I really thought that they were um, a, a solid team today. They just couldn't get it done on on the offensive end. Um, you know that that's just what it comes down to. They couldn't break off the big plays. You know we we've seen them have these big explosive plays. We've seen them be an impressive offense. But but what was the reason that this offense has clicked? in recent weeks? That's because the running game got going. And so you know you hate to just point to one thing. Um, you hate to to just say, oh, if they could have run the ball, they would have won the game. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but what I do know is that it, it made any other offensive production very tough to come by because you just couldn't get that running game established, and therefore Texas could just load the box. They could send tons of blitzes um, and, and just made everything nearly impossible to come by. So, no, I don't think Texas wanted it more. Um I just thought they made plays, and Texas has playmakers. Look, their backs are up against the wall today. I mean, you can talk about K-State really needing this game, what it would have meant for for the Wildcats and for Chris Kleiman, but there's no doubt in in what this game meant for Texas. I mean, they they had a very tough situation facing them. You know, Tom Herman was even, as crazy as it sounds, Tom Herman – hot seat chatter was starting um and and that's kind of crazy to think about but that's how um high of a standard texas has and you know after losing two of their last three basically almost three of their last three had they not you know had that late heroic uh field goal against ku they would have been in in rough shape and so you know they needed a win today 
probably more than than almost anybody in the country honestly and um, K-State just caught them at the wrong time look I mean I think if K-State catches Texas on another week you get a different Texas team and maybe you beat them Um, but when when K-State delivered the delivered that first blow uh, Texas responded, and, and that's something that w- was kind of a defining factor. You know, maybe Texas was going to lay down. That, that was a possibility, but um, that, that did not happen. Texas responds, um, gets back on top, and then gets out with the win. So, no, I didn't think K-State lacked effort in this one. I thought, like I said, Texas just made the plays and had the playmakers down the stretch. So, unfortunately, K-State comes away with a loss today, uh, 27-24. The Longhorns knock off the Wildcats. The Wildcats are now 6-3, and 3-3 and in the Big 12 Conference. So, still going to a bowl game, still have three games left. I mean, this season could still end, you know, 9-3, 8-4. It's, it's a very... Um, very high bar yet to set for this team so we're just going to wait and see how the rest of this season plays out there's still a lot left to be accomplished we don't know where this team's going to go bowling yet but uh you know this is the first loss of the last four games so you know the the sky is far from falling for k-state and so you know i think uh you just get back to the chalkboard and you you drop a plan for next week so uh, one more time we'll, we'll thank our uh uh, sponsor Caddyshack Golf here from the golf course to the tailgate. Show your purple pride all week long. Caddyshack Golfware. That's Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com. One more time here from Austin, 27 to 24, Texas beats K State. I'm Riley Gates from GoPowerCat.com. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the PowerCat Post Game Podcast presented by Caddyshack Golf. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.